everybody, and welcome to another episode of Pet Talk Podcast, the official podcast of Alicia Pet Care Center. We are an animal hospital located in Mission Viejo in Southern Orange County, California. We are really proud to bring you another episode that's going to give you another window into the people that are taking care of your pets here in our hospital. This episode is a multiple benefit episode we're happy to bring to you today. This is an episode about our RVTs, which is short for a registered veterinary technician, which we are extremely proud to say that at the time of recording this episode, we have five RVTs on our staff. That means there are five additional people within this hospital that have done the extra schooling have received their registered veterinary technician license and are bringing that much more to the care of our patients. So this episode is not only going to give you a peek into who those people are within our hospital, but also a huge benefit for those of you who may be thinking about going into this field or are new within an animal hospital position, maybe are just a kennel worker and considering what your options are. Not only are the five stories that each of these ladies tell on their journey to becoming an RVT, but it also gives you a huge insight into what they had to do, what things they had to overcome, and where their journey started from just a young kid thinking that they loved animals and maybe they would go into this field to what that took to get them to the place of becoming an RVT. So we are going to have all five of our current RVTs tell a little bit about themselves and what that journey was like for them. So with no further introduction, let's get right into this episode. All right, so we are here now with Amanda, who is one of our longtime RVTs. You've been an RVT for how long? Since 2014. Mm-hmm. So Amanda has a very unique story for those of you who are sports fans, she basically is like a homegrown prospect from our own farm system, kind of. But I'll let you I'll let you tell that because you started here and worked your way up to the top, basically. Yeah. So start with where you started. I started at Alicia Pet Care Center when I was 17. So that was in 2008. So you all know how old I am now. <laughs> Do the quick math. <laughs> And I started actually as a kennel attendant, so walking the dogs, feeding, cleaning, um, and I started part-time. I was a senior in high school, so that's kind of where I started. And then after about a year and a half to two years, we ended up hiring another doctor, and they were trying to choose who to move up into treatment or if they wanted to move anybody up. And the lead techs at that time for you know whatever reason, chose me and thought that I would be a good fit for treatment. So I was approached for that. I'm very caught off guard. I didn't ever think that I was going to be moved up into treatment. I was a little bit shy at the time. So I didn't know that I had made that much of an impression, but apparently I did. And I got moved into treatment. And um, it was a very big change because in kennel, you don't really have a lot of client communication or So it was a big transition, but it was really fun, and I feel like it went very smoothly and um, very strange for our hospital because they usually like you to be in reception first always before you move into treatment, but I got to make the the big leap first. So that's kind of how I became a technician, and it took me two years to decide to go to school. Yeah, so was this your first job in the field, or did you come to kennel here was this your first job period since you were 17 okay cool so did you come with that design in mind of i want to work in this field and i want to work my way up or was it this is something that maybe i'll give a shot this was basically just a job for high school Mm -hmm. just to get started and make money and have a job it was never a long-term plan for me which is what I always I always tell people that this job kind of chose me mm-hmm. because I, I moved up and I ended up loving it and just kind of fell into the field mm-hmm. by, by chance. And 
at that time when you're 17 and a senior in high school, what did you think you were going to end up doing with your life? I wasn't really sure. I was going to go to community college and figure out what I wanted to do. The medical field always interested me. So I, I was definitely more science or medical field interested. But, you know, I kind of got got what I needed out of being at Alicia Pet Care Center. Mm-hmm. You got pulled in. Got pulled in, yeah. So you're doing it for two years and then you decided to become an RVT at that point? Correct, yeah. So a couple of years to decide to go to school. And where did you end up doing that schooling? At the time, it was called Professional Veterinary Assistant School. Hmm. And then at the very end, it got bought out by Heritage, which I think also does not exist Does not anymore. exist anymore, yeah. So you did two years? A year and a half. About. A year and a half. Mm-hmm. 16 months. And then at that time, prior to that, there had only been a state test or only a national test. Only a state test okay. was required before that. And while I was in school, it changed to state and national. Okay. So you have two tests that you have to take in order to get your certification as an RVT, which uh, I'll say it probably with each of you, but stands for registered veterinary technician for those of you listening. <laughs> and then you got your license. And what's the difference that that makes to an, from a normal technician becoming an RVT, what does that mean that you're able to do? We are able to do dental extractions. We are able to do cut downs and anesthetize patients. Um, I think also just having your license gives you a different outlook, a boost of confidence, and you know that clients and doctors look at you differently. So mm-hmm. you you just hold yourself a little bit differently and have different standards, even on yourself, because you know that that's expected of you. So Mm -hmm. more responsibility and just a a whole different role in the hospital. And what are your responsibilities to keep your license going? You have to do continuing education hours and you have to turn them in every two years and repay for your license every two years. So it is something that for those of you listening again, (laughs) that you all know that it is something they are having to do continued education Mm -hmm. going to whether that's going to a conference or Mm -hmm. going to seminars or doing things online as well. You can do online courses. They only accept a certain amount of hours online. Mm -hmm. So you do have to do something in person and they usually are pretty fun and they feed you and (laughs) it ends up being a good time. Yeah. So that's cool. All right. Well, you have, how many furry family members and who are they? Only one right now. I have mm. a cat. He only has three legs and he's adorable. His name is Glenn. He was actually found by one of the kennel attendants here when he was a kitten and brought in. And his front leg was just completely messed up. He had been hit by a car. So we amputated his leg at three months old. Mm. And then I just got sucked in. Carried him around in my scrubs all the time. And then he was just my cat. That's how it happens. Yeah, that's, that is how it happens. <laughs> like everybody here that you've heard on our podcast, I think, I'm trying to think through the doctors really quickly. They all, not necessarily from here, but almost all of them have some sort of rescue animal in their family. Mm-hmm. So it's And a, it happens unexpectedly, yeah. usually. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for telling us your story, Amanda. Again, that's uh, very good to hear. We had Dr. Ashbrand, one of our, well, our newest doctor, who also told a story of coming up from being a kennel person. So I think it's cool for uh, young people who are thinking of going to this field that it is something you're able to rise up and <laughs> achieve this great status. And yep, anything is possible. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. All right. So we are here now with Caitlin, who is one of you're kind of in the middle of our RVT group because you're not one of our newest ones, but you're not in the group of our not. I don't want to say this the wrong way, but our older RVTs. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There you go. More senior (laughs) RVT. But you have been here at the hospital for a little over two years now. Correct. And 
came here without your RVT license and achieved such while you were here at the hospital. Let's go back, way back, turn the pages on Caitlin to where your, even where your animal history with your family goes, like what made you even want to get into the field working with animals at all? Always. Uh, Ever since I was a little kid, my earliest memory was wanting to be a vet or work someplace in the animal field. Mm. I grew up always having a family cat or dog or multiples of the sort. And uh, throughout high school, I was in the agriculture program or the FFA where we kind of started learning veterinary medicine my senior year. And that's when I discovered that there's such a position as a registered veterinary technician. Mm. And I fell in love and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I went to Saddleback for a little while and found a trade school that um, was not very long and was a lot of hard work. And I eventually achieved my goal of becoming an RVT after years of wanting it. So you went to Saddleback and then you didn't go, did you go to a school straight out of Saddleback or did you start working and then eventually do the I started working and then I eventually did because I had to acquire X amount of work hours in a veterinary hospital to go to the program that I was interested in. So I started working at Banfield when I was 19. No experience. Started off as a technician. Mm. Uh, Luckily, everyone that I worked with at the time was really patient and held my hand and was very, very nice in teaching me all the blood draws and catheters and X, Y, and Z and... um, yeah, I loved it and just kind of felt like I needed to advance and moved on, moved on from that hospital, found myself here. So this is the third hospital that I've worked in and I don't ever want to go anywhere else. Right. Amen. <laughs> uh, so you have now been, you took your schooling, you did your state and national test. Mm-hmm. And what difference has that made in you from just being a tech to being an RVT now? Uh, There's a lot more responsibility that uh, I actually rather enjoy. Um, I feel like I have not more of a purpose in the hospital, but I have a personal like focus and a Mm -hmm. personal purpose. I can, you know, I have more tasks that I wasn't able to do before, but I always wanted to do them Mm -hmm. such as dental extractions or anesthetizing patients, bandages, that kind of stuff that uh, those are all the little things that I enjoy doing, and I can actually technically do them now. <laughs> yeah. So you have family pets. Yes. Uh, that Lots. are yours. So tell us about your brood of furry <sighs> animals. My parents have two dogs. My brother has one. Uh, my husband and I have one dog and two cats. We kind of all for the most part, like share the same household and pet sit. And my parents basically run a doggy daycare mm-hmm. <laughs> for yeah. us. And uh, we have a very full house and I love every second of it. And because this becomes a theme and I talked about it with Amanda and her little conversation, how many are any of them rescues? All of them. All of them. All of them are rescues. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, those of you who are our clients, I'm sure you have already seen the beaming personality of Caitlin here in the hospital. And if you haven't, you certainly should. So make a point to say hello to Caitlin when you see her. And thanks for letting us know more about you. Anytime. Now we are joined by Hunter another of our RVTs. Welcome, Hunter. Hi. Hunter is a long-term member of the hospital, has been here for how many years now? Uh, Just over eight. Over eight years, and has been part of the animal hospital's kind of goal for all of our employees, other than the ones that have already worked in treatment or something like that coming in that way. But with our new employees, we want everybody to go through what I have trademarked as the triangle of power, which means you start in kennel, you get the animal experience a little bit, you get to find out about the hospital and meet your coworkers, et cetera, et cetera. We see how your work ethic is. 
Then you go into reception and you get the people experience. And then you, if you are right for it and want to do it, then you go into treatment. So Hunter, you started here in Kennel how long ago? Just over eight years. It was October of 2009. Okay. And, and you had worked what kind of a job before this? I was working in retail. I actually worked at Ann Taylor, a women's clothing store. So very different than what I ended up moving on to. But giving you a lot of that customer service experience that you have now fantastically brought to the hospital. So it ended yeah. up working out well. Yeah, definitely learned a lot there about about customer service. And you're, you're local always, right? Always. Yeah, born, born and, and raised, raised Southern California. Okay. And so then you get a call about a job here. Is that how this ended up going for you? Yeah, actually, um, my... Family friend actually works here, and she just sent me a message asking if she if I knew anybody that needed a full time job. And at the time, I was part time, and decided, yeah, I could give that a try, having little to no experience with animals, mm-hmm. and ended up falling in love with it. Just ha- it kind of was a twenty year old who didn't know where they wanted to go with their life, was majoring in all different things in in college and switching every semester. And then finally, when I started working here, realized, oh, this is what I want to do. And what had you kind of, I mean, if that that hadn't happened, where do you think you would be today? Oh, gosh, probably still switching my major again and again and again. (laughs) (laughs) And working retail still, you think? And working retail still. No, I don't know. I I mean, it's hard to say because I did find this job. and Right. So... As a child and in high school, did you have anything that you kind of saw yourself doing that was not this? I wanted to be an architect. That was a big oh. thing I wanted to be until I discovered I have no eye for proportion <laughs> whatsoever. So um, that kind of went out the door, which I moved on to interior design. I moved on to Spanish because I had grown up speaking Spanish. So like I said, my major just bounced around. I really was just wayward, had no idea what I wanted to do, and then came here and just this fit really well. So, And then you were doing kennel for how long before you made a move from that team? About six, seven months. Okay. And then you moved into reception. Did somebody leave and that position opened up for you or how did that work? Do you remember? Um, I think they were just ready to add a receptionist. I don't think anybody left. It was Um, maybe during that growth period of picking up another doctor. Yeah, I think it was. So they moved me up there in, I think it was like May of 2010. Okay. And you worked in reception for? About three years, just a little over. Okay. And then how was that transition from reception to treatment for you? Um, I really enjoyed it. It was fun, you know, being able to put all the knowledge that I had learned in reception to, to use, knowing kind of what all the the words meant and what that meant I was doing. So it was mm-hmm. really cool. I also went to school while I was a receptionist to become a tech. Hmm. So it was nice to get hands-on experience with all the stuff I was learning in school. And where did you do that schooling? Did you go to Heritage? Well, I went to it before it was Heritage. It was okay. called Professional Vet Assistant School. Yeah. So that's where I went. And you got your education there and then you took a test while you were in reception or were you in treatment already at that point? I was already, I'd already moved to treatment okay. by the time I ended up testing. Okay. And you have been in treatment now for? About four years, I want to say. And you have been an RVT for? Almost a year. I like this. I'm kind of, it's like Mad Libs. I'm just asking you questions <laughs> and you're putting the answer in there. And how was that transition to becoming an RVT? I haven't really asked the other people that, but was that? just kind of, you know, bang, zoom, you woke up and you're an RBT and you're just kind of doing the stuff or was there kind of a change over? It's definitely a little nerve wracking at first because you're trained in these additional tasks like intubating and extracting teeth and you've seen them done a million times, but it's very different to actually get hands on with it. But I really, really enjoyed it. I especially enjoy dental extractions. So I really, really jumped into that and and picked it up fairly quickly because I wanted to do them all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I the transition wasn't too bad. It was just a little nerve wracking at first, not knowing. But once you get hands on with it, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And we talked with at least one other person about 
CE and the education that you guys need to do to kind of keep your license active and you are planning on some stuff next year. Yeah. Yeah. I want to attend Western, which is the big, big conference in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually happens in the springtime. Uh, You get a, you just learn a ton. There's a so many classes to choose from. You can get all your CD, CE done kind of at once, which is awesome. But I've just heard it's a really, really fun experience that there's class, you know, all these different classes you can choose and you can make your schedule the way you want it to be. So I'm really excited to go there, learn some stuff and bring it back here and apply it. Yeah, cool. So you have, you said you had pets when you were young. Mm-hmm. What are your current pet situation? Right now, I am pretty much pet free. My mom and I adopted a dog together from the rescue center. But uh, when I moved out, he stayed with her because she gets to stay home. She mm-hmm. only works a part-time job. So he gets spoiled all day long with her. And my aunt lives with her. So he's just never alone and always getting spoiled and then we had an outdoor cat at my mom's house who just kind of comes and goes as he pleases he was a stray that we kind of picked up so right now at home the only pet i have is my seven-year-old daughter (laughs) which is probably enough of a handful oh yeah (laughs) i mean not saying specifically anything against no of course she's she's a lot of fun she's a lot of work she's like 10 puppies in one so (laughs) and has the energy of 10 puppies in one. exactly yes Well, thank you for taking some time out of your day. I'm sure a lot of you have already met Hunter that are our clients and listening to this. And we hear great things from our clients about Hunter all the time. And I think that that customer service side always kind of has stuck with you and definitely has been a big part of your success here in the hospital. So if you haven't met Hunter yet, then you're you're missing out on something in our hospital. So make sure that you find Hunter and say hello to her when you're in the hospital next time. Thanks. Look forward to meeting you guys. Okay. Thanks, Hunter. All right. We are here now with Christy, who is another of our RVTs who has her own unique path here to Alicia Pet Care Center as she came to us as an RVT, which I think... Let me think briefly about who is here. You are the only person who is an RVT here who has done it that way. Yes, I believe so. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So as we have done with everybody, let's go back into your history. Go back into young little Christydom mm-hmm. um, of how your history is with animals and within this field, etc. So when you were little, is this something that you thought of doing and and had that direction at all or is this something that kind of came to you much later in life yes ever since I was pretty little I mean kind of since I was probably around the age of four or five we've always had pets and it was kind of always something I knew I wanted to do I kind of always wanted to be a vet but then kind of as I got older I learned more about the other options as well and the registered veterinary technician role sounded more up my alley so Mm -hmm. Than doing all the schooling and all of that. (laughs) The actual surgery part. I like doing everything else, but I want to leave that part up to the vet. Mm -hmm. I like (laughs) it. I can respect that. So you are a local product? Yes. And you went to high school out here and then you did you go to normal college university or did you go straight into the trade? So I started off at my community college at Saddleback College, um, and then I transferred over to Cal Poly Pomona, where they have their four-year bachelor degree program for animal health science. Okay. I know one of our doctors went to Pomona as well. Yes. So you did your schooling there, got your degree, Mm -hmm. and where did that put you within the RVT line of things? So essentially, once I got my um, degree, it automatically kind of made me into an RVT, but I still had to take the two tests to become licensed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then once I did that, I was able to receive my letter in the mail and then I could start as an RVT anywhere I wanted to go. And prior to while you are doing that in school, are you also doing 
this work somewhere at that same time or? Yes. So my program required four internships, mm -hmm. um, 260 and 290 hour ones. So while I was doing full-time school, I also was working in a hospital. Okay. And you were doing that. How long were you at that hospital during so, that process? So there were the four different ones. So the oh, first okay. two were the 60 hour ones. Right. So I'd typically finish both of those each in a separate quarter. Mm -hmm. And then the two 90 hour ones were like my last year. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So then you come here with your RVT license in hand and mm -hmm. come under the umbrella of our treatment group. And we at that time had just the two other RVTs. Is that correct? I believe I think just so. Amanda and, then, and Samantha. Yeah. And then there were, there was Hunter. Who Shortly was, thereafter. Yes, yeah. exactly. Hunter and then Caitlin mm -hmm. and then now Lauren. Mm -hmm. And with all of those changes and responsibilities uh, that have taken place, is that something that you kind of we're looking forward to extremely over the general technician position that you were really wanting to jump into being able to do those other things that fall under the umbrella of an RVT. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, again, I said, I, I've always wanted to do this. Um, and I kind of knew the difference between being an RVT versus like a unregistered technician, mm -hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. But I just knew that there was an umbrella of more responsibility with an RVT, including mm -hmm. doing like dentals and extractions, um, intubating animals for surgery. So I wanted to work towards that goal and have like the education behind me as well. Yes, which has been very helpful for you as well. Yes. Putting that solid base. And mm -hmm. you have how many furry family members of your own? I'd have to actually think about it because oh, I have boy. so many. <laughs> um, I just got a dog this year. She's a German short-haired pointer. Her name's Maya. Um, and then I also have one guinea pig, a cockatiel, a bearded dragon, and fish. Um, so And a rabbit as well. Yes. So there's a lot going on there. I actually have cut back down a little bit, though. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you who have not yet met Christy, I'm sure you will. If you are our clients, you will see her bouncing around here with her smiley face. And we are very proud of how she has come to us. And we look forward to the time that she is going to be spending here with the rest of our staff. So thank you for taking a little time out of your day, Christy. Of course. Happy to do it. All right. We are here now with Lauren, our newest RVT to the fold. And again, our, our very unique paths into becoming an RVT as well as coming to work in the hospital, which is another fantastic story. And I love that basically all of our RVTs, well, as most people do, everybody has a different story to tell. But you guys have very different paths to all of this. So let's first go way back into little Lauren world when you were a youngster. And or if that doesn't work out for when you knew you were going to be in this field and all that kind of stuff, I'll let you tell your story. So go ahead, Lauren. So I've always known I've wanted to work with animals from the get go. My first word was horse. Mm. As a little girl, I've always wanted to take care of them. I'd go to the beach. I'd want to save the little hermit crabs from the sea anemones. <laughs> and my parents always just nurtured that. They were always telling me, oh, go be a vet. Go be a vet. Go be an RVT. Go do something with animals, even if it's just being a groomer. So my whole life has always been centered around animals. And I've always had animals. And I've always wanted to go to the vet with them if they were sick. I was always curious and always asking the veterinarian, what are you doing? what's going to happen mm -hmm. so it's always just been a huge interest in my life that's cool and you you i know you do and we will get to this later i know you do have a ton of different kinds of pets but were you also 
raised that way in your house as a kid? You guys had a lot of different kinds of animals or no? My parents did not like animals. Oh. Um, so that was probably the hardest part growing up. My dad is not an animal person. Huh. My mom is scared of cats and dogs. Oh, boy. Um, and it was just me who wanted animals, and they knew how much I loved them, so they always accommodated for me. If I wanted to bring home a new animal, all I had to do was just give my dad the look. And he would just <laughs> let me invite them all inside the house. Uh, that's fantastic. That's very nice of them. So we will pass on a thank you very much to your parents in this very podcast much. because I'm sure they're listening right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, so then you are, are you local, born yes. and raised? Okay. Uh, so I was adopted from South Korea when I was about three weeks old. I lived in Georgia for oh the boy. first three years of my life, and then we moved out here, and I've been out here ever since in RSM. Cool. So you finished high school, and are you doing any kind of jobs or any kind of programs in high school that are dealing with this field or no? The only job I had in high school relating to animals was I was working with my equine veterinarian, Mark Secor. Mm. I would actually go out and drive out with him and just follow him around, see what he was doing, learn the tricks of the trade, help him with restraining or if anything he needed me to do. But besides that, that was about it. Okay. And then you graduate high school and are you going directly into trade school or where does your path take you then? Um, my path actually took me straight to FITM. So mm -hmm. the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. And I actually got a degree in product development. I got a job at Oakley and I realized that wasn't for me that I kind of copped it out and took the shortcut mm -hmm. in life. And I realized this is not me. What the heck am I doing? And I sat down and talked to my parents. I'm like, I want to go work with animals. I don't know if I'm ready for the schooling to be a doctor I'm thinking about maybe going to be a tech. Mm -hmm. And they completely agreed with that. They said, hey, go be a tech. If you still want to move forward, go on. Go be a doctor. But work as a tech. See how you like it. And if you want to move on, go for it. Mm -hmm. Cool. So then you start in school at that point, which is, what, a year and a, a, year and a half, two years ago? Year, two years ago. Okay. Two years ago. So you go to... Stanbridge. Stanbridge University. It's now a university. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you go and spend your time at Stanbridge, get your education, and you come to Alicia Pet Care Center as an intern yes. and spent how long interning here? 320 hours, um, 330 hours. I won't do the math on how many days that was, was or whatever. Something like that. I know I was working a full eight to nine hours a day, mm -hmm. three, days three days a, a week. week. Yeah. And we kind of got to know you through that period and mm -hmm. said, basically, I think Dr. Wheaton and I kind of talked about it here and there and said, when... If she is still wanting to stay local, et cetera, et cetera, this is somebody that we could definitely see within our walls long term. So let's make an offer to her. And then you, we offered you a position before you were done with your internship. I yes, think. you guys offered it, I think, about two weeks before I was done. Okay. And I said, I ho yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. <laughs> so then you end up doing your doing your graduation, getting your diploma, and then the path from there for you, well, you started working basically immediately at that point. Yes, started working immediately after my internship while still going to school. They were prepping me for the national exam and for the California state licensing exam, mm -hmm. which you have to take and pass. Before you can get your license as an RVT. So you are still awaiting your license in the mail. Yes, they But lost it's on it. its way. <laughs> and you are uh, anxiously awaiting all of those new tasks to be able to perform. Dentals. Yes. I'll legally be allowed to extract teeth. Yes. Looking forward to that. Yeah, which I think. And induce anesthesia. Yeah, with I think with a lot of people that the extractions is one of the things that most people end up really looking forward to. So you now have, as you said when we were talking before, a menagerie of animals at home. Yes. What do you want to tell us about your home pets? Oh, gosh. I have a Savannah monitor. 
mm-hmm. a little leopard gecko. I have a rabbit who the monitor tries to eat at times if it sees it. I have a huge 155-pound dog. I have two cats, four horses, and we have a couple peacocks that run around the backyard. You do? Yes. Female or male? Male and female. Oh. One of the females got eaten by coyotes accidentally. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. It was our fault. The coop got open somehow. Oh, bummer. Uh, And your... Big dog is a rescue, yes? Yes, he is a rescue. So I rescued him from a agency in Texas that works with rescuing fight dogs. Hmm. So I got a call from Tracy, and she said she had this huge so-called aggressive dog that no one wanted to work with, and would I be willing to work with him? And I took a gander, (laughs) and I told her yes, and he is the best dog ever. And you've had him for how long I've now? I've had him for two years. Okay. Two years, and he's the biggest chicken. He's scared of our cats. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, very aggressive fight dog. Extremely aggressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, those of you who have already met Lauren, you know how amazing and what a fantastic personality she has and what she brings to the table. And those of you who haven't, make sure you say hi to Lauren when you see her around. Uh, You bring a fantastic cheer and element of overall joy and good spirit to our team. So we're glad to have you here. And we are very much looking forward to see where you go with all of this. I can say that with 100% sincerity. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. So make sure you meet Lauren when you come in here. And Lauren, thanks for taking some time out. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Okay, we are here now with Samantha, our longest running employee. Yes. None that is not the owner, basically. Longest running employee over everybody. That's crazy. Aside from Dr. Wheaton. And long, obviously, everything else is longest running. Longest running RVT, longest running... I don't think there's anything else. <laughs> uh, but uh, longest running member of the treatment team. I, g- yeah. I guess I could really scrape for some stuff. So we are going to go back into little young Samantha in her little house on the prairie when you were a little girl. And is this something that you wanted to do when you were young? I don't know if I've ever had this conversation with you aside from this. I don't, I don't think this. we have. Um Obviously, I feel like to be in this field, we've always had to have some passion for animals. So obviously an animal lover ever since I was really little. I remember my mom always getting stray dogs and putting up, you know, lost dog signs and stuff and being really compassionate and taking in stray cats and doing that whole thing when I was little. But what I wanted to do when I was really little is I wanted to be like Jane Goodall. So I thought I could, you know, learn a little sign, live with the gorillas. (laughs) That would be a great time. So then... My earlier memories are to do that, I wanted to be a zoologist. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of dove a little bit deeper in that path of thinking, okay, well, if I'm a zoologist, then where am I going to work? And if I really want to be Jane Goodall, you know, what does she do? Blah, blah, blah. And then I realized I don't want to live in the forest and wear khakis and, <laughs> you know, that wear wasn't, yeah, pants. wear cargo pants all day. But I did take sign language in high school because oh. I thought that. Hey, I can, you know, teach Co- if Co- someone could teach Coco how to sign, that could be me. That's pretty cool. Um, I even named my zoo. I was going to have my own zoo named Sam Azula, awesome. which I also think is really awesome. There's a song, but I will not sing it for this podcast. Okay. So you'll when you guys come in, you'll have to <laughs> yes, ask her. Yes, you can for ask me song. and I will sing it to you personally in a room. <laughs> um, and then in high school I got a job at a groom shop called Pete's Pet Palace in San Clemente. Hmm. I think it's now I think it's still there and just a groom shop. I think it's called the just the Pet Palace now. But they did grooming and daycare, and I had that job for all four years of high school, Hmm. which was awesome. Um, Learned a lot about, you know, just normal care of dogs, baths, ear cleanings, nail trims, um, anal gland expressions, Hmm. you know, feeding, medicating, things like that at at a 
boarding facility. Mm-hmm. Um, then when I was working there, there was a receptionist that worked here at Alicia Peck Care Center and said there was an opening in reception. And I was like, oh, an animal hospital. That's even like more geared to what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so I applied and got the job. Were you out of high school at that point? Yes, I was. It was like the summer of my graduation year. Oh, okay. So I just graduated. Oh, cool. Okay, so you started working as a receptionist. Yes, started working as a receptionist. I think it was in 05. At the old building. Old building. Yeah. Only Shen Han. With, with two doctors or was it only Dr. Wheaton at it that point? It was Dr. Wheaton and Dr. Hawkins. Okay. So two doctors, probably three or four receptionists. I think. I mean, never on once. I mean, it was right, always right, like right. two receptionists at a time. Yeah. Um, maybe two or three technicians on at a time. One I mean, kennel person. One kennel per- Yeah, one yeah. kennel person yeah. or two that switch shifts and one opener, one closer. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It's crazy to look back. Yeah. At, I mean, we even look back at like two years ago, the rosters, and it's kind of crazy how many employees we have now. Compared oh, yeah. To then. That's great. And just the fact that I walked into that hospital thinking, oh, my God, like I'm in an animal hospital. This is insane. Like, oh, my God, there's a surgery suite. And mm-hmm. now you come in here and we have three surgery suites and a dental suite and you know, just our x-ray machine was in our office, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. it's just a whole new world here. So how long were you in reception before you moved back to treatment? And was that because there was an opening in treatment or did you force so your way in? I think I was a squeaky wheel that mm-hmm. got the oil. Cause as soon as I was in there and I was like, I was taking some nursing classes at Saddleback or all my prereqs to go into the nursing program. Mm-hmm. Cause medicine, human, in general, side. human side. Okay. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. There's human nursing, animal nursing. I get to combine both my loves. That'd be awesome. So once I kind of saw that going back in the treatment room, I was always back there. I was like, you know, let me set up a fecal. Let me read an ear cytology. Mm-hmm. Let me set it up. Let me show me something. I can do a nail trim. Let me do that, you know. So then there was an opening. Um, and I think just because I was that annoying receptionist <laughs> that was never in reception, they were like, I guess we should give Sam a try. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if she could could do this, pull this off. And that was, so you started in August of 05. Uh-huh. I so six months. Oh, yeah. Six months later. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was fast. Oh, wow. So it was I perfect storm because some people did leave. Yeah. Um, and then I had, there was an availability and I think they kind of just saw me being. Being Samantha being, that you yeah, are now. Just yeah. hire me. Let me in, please. <laughs> so you started in early 06. Mm-hmm. So you've been in treatment too for 11 years. Yeah. And so you were in treatment, uh, starting learning from all of yeah. the people because you didn't have any schooling in this yeah, no. area behind you. Mm-mm. So started, you know, just restraint, basically. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be a technician, this is how you're going to restrain. You're protecting your doctors. You're protecting your technicians. And I think that I probably restrained for at least three to four months before they even let me put hands on needles, which I mm-hmm. think was a benefit to mm-hmm. me. Because I saw, I watched it a thousand times. And I think right. the more that you can, you know, show and do and teach one, you see it happening a bunch. It's a little bit easier for you to kind of, when you get your hands on the needle to learn. And, yeah. you know, I've seen, seen this happen. I can do a little bit better this time when I'm trying, I think. Yeah. And so then you are starting to do all that work and starting to go into rooms with clients um, shortly there I think I, yeah I don't I think I was communicating with clients pretty early on um, mm-hmm. just because I already had the experience reception. from reception yeah. so communication was never an issue for me I just kind of boom it was easy yeah. to go into rooms and talk about stuff but also going into rooms and talking to be talking to people about stuff really opened your eyes on like oh this is you know what I've been saying mm-hmm. you, you kind of have the knowledge behind it then Right. You know, you're not just you're saying, connecting. The yeah, dots of exactly. What it all means. Not you need a heart room test. It's like, oh, you've been on this medication and we're checking it for this reason, blah, blah. So it was kind of cool to get that information mm-hmm. behind it. I think that's one of the cool things that hearing from a lot of people and seeing it still happen here within the hospital of that triangle of power TM mm-hmm. <laughs> of people who come into kennel, go into reception go into treatment that get the full story background in their, in their brain. I mean, there are absolutely ways to do it without doing the kennel work. And I think you still get that in reception because you're having that different kind of communication and your kennel work was basically done off site. 
Yeah. You did all that at the grooming. Yeah. Place, I remember on my interview, they're like, sounds like you've done a lot of kennel stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to be kennel? I was like, I'm done with dog poop. <laughs> I'm ready Four for the next worth. thing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Little so, did I know being a technician, I would have yeah, even more than dog poop. Yeah. <laughs> So you are then still doing the nursing schooling at that point when you're in treatment? Yes. So right when I came in treatment, I was still doing prereqs for nursing um, at Saddleback and kind of hit a crossroad where I had to make a decision. And I and I had a conversation with Dr. Wheaton and he had said, you know, if you want to dedicate yourself to Alicia Pet Care Center, I'll help pay for your schooling. So I remember my dad loves telling the story of me going home and like, dad kind of want to stop going to Saddleback mm. and maybe do this like veterinary nursing thing. And that's kind of, I feel like it's a little bit hard to swallow when, when you're on a path and you see your kid, you know, on a path to doing something and they make a left turn, mm-hmm. you know? So my dad just kind of said, you know, if this is what's going to make you happy and you're passionate about it, you should do it. So that was a relief because I was afraid he would say, you do your yeah, nursing. Yeah, you started you, it, you finished you de- it. Yeah. You've dedicated yourself to this. You're so close. But yeah. he was like, hey, thanks. Awesome. That's cool. Kudos, dad. Good job, dad. (laughs) Uh, So where did you go to school? Um, I went to, it doesn't exist anymore, which makes me feel super old, but it was professional, professional veterinary assistant school and it was in Garden Grove. So PVAS, which ended up becoming Heritage. Which became Heritage. Which became nothing. Yes. So (laughs) I'm glad I have my license now. I know. (laughs) Which... Then you end up doing that for two years, a year and a um, half? Yeah, it's about a year and a half program. Yeah. Um, and then you're ready to take your license, your test. And you, like I've talked with with some <laughs> of the others, you are the one person that's still here that took the one test. Yes, I was, again, which makes me feel old. Um, but at that time, you just had to take one test, um, which is your California state test. Mm-hmm. So they kind of combined, which now you have your nationals and your California test separate Right. But mine was combined into one test, um, but I'm I'm only licensed in California, so I'd have to take funny. another test. You're not if going I wanted. Anywhere. Yes, I'm not leaving unless you make me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'll still show up. <laughs> yeah. So then you take that test, you get your license, you are an RVT, you're doing all of those cool things. What was some of the stuff that you were looking the most forward to after you got your license? Um, at the time, I was super big into like bandages for some reason. Mm. I don't know. But mm. you can't play splints unless you have your license. So as soon as I got my license, like every broken leg that came in or broken toe, I was like, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. But now dental obviously is super rewarding for yeah. me having my license for five years now. I like being the person that people go to or the people yeah. that trust. Yeah. You know, if a doctor has an issue in surgery they're going to add like, go grab Sam. Like that to me is super rewarding to know that they trust my, my skills and, and my knowledge. So, I so that's awesome. I would high five you, but we'd, we'd hit equipment and okay. stuff. <laughs> I'm just mentally doing it. Like it. So now you are doing all of that and you're having to take your CE every two years, every two years. Yeah. And so most recently, what have been kind of some of the recent things that you've um, done for that? I went to the WVC um, conference in Vegas, mm-hmm. which was so much fun. I kind of like doing that where I can just go to like a weekend conference and just get it out all mm-hmm. over in one. Not that I don't like CE, but it's kind of cool to just get it all done at one time. Yeah. Um, having two small kids at home, it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. And then we just went to one up in LA. I forget the name of it, but it was like a day conference, um, which was pretty interesting as well. We did a lot of cardiology, which mm-hmm. I thought was awesome. Oh, and they did some cool. dental stuff and whatnot in there. They did some dental stuff. And the one day thing like that, does that fulfill your two? Did that it, that one did, yeah, because oh, there were so cool. many lectures. So oh, I think okay. there was like five lectures. So it did fulfill my my 20 hours I think I need. Yeah. So there have been years that you've taken one of those nighttime things that we've sent to yeah, YouTube we, yeah. before. We which, went to one on Galloprant, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um those ones are kind of cool, too, because they're local and, you know, they'll, you know, one interesting. Night they it's feed one night you. they feed you. Yeah. yeah. You get the the credits. Yeah. It's always interesting. Come back, teach your, your team about, you know, the new medication or um, whatever else you're learning about. So. Yeah. Those of you at home may not realize how frequently and how much things are changing within the field, whether it's with medicinal mm-hmm. situations or with... Yeah, I mean, even the big things that I've talked about with Dr. Wheaton with age to spay and neuter, like yeah. there are a lot of changes. We, I, I don't know if I could speak for the entire 
cross stitch of America, but we end up spending a lot of time keeping abreast of what everything in the field is changing and constantly like evolving. So yeah, we end up having to do that as a hospital. And that ends up being, I think part of the, maybe not rewarding, but part of the stimulating side of being in this field that it isn't so yeah there's always static. things always things changing and, and and every time someone comes back from a conference they have you know a book full of all these new ideas that like we can implement here to make you know how we handle our cases better mm-hmm. which i think is so awesome i mean we normally come back super excited like we're not doing this we need to be doing mm-hmm. this you know this is so cool like why are we? and then and then it's great that we have you know dr wheaton and other doctors that are the same way like yeah tell us these new changes and yeah. you know let's get it make sure we're up to date on everything and doing the newest coolest things so. yeah which we've already pulled in so many new things this year that we haven't really fully like unleashed on our clients yet and our patients and, mm-hmm. and i say that in a good way yeah <laughs> uh, but we will have some some more things that we're bringing out like the beamer oh yeah and stuff like that that we which haven't is just really... cutting edge and so cool that we have that here you know yeah. it's just Blows my mind. Yeah. So tell us about, finally, tell us about your furry family members at home and maybe even your non-furry, depending on what you want to tell us about your bipeds in your family. (laughs) I am asking Santa for a puppy. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, but I don't think Santa's going to bring me a puppy. Oh. Well, maybe maybe (laughs) he'll find one in the bottom of his bag. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm wow. hoping, wow. but I'm, I feel like I'm ready. My husband doesn't feel like we're ready. Mm-hmm. I feel like he feels like our hands are full with the two boys. <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, you work you at an animal hospital. You got to have like three dogs yeah. and two cats. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for taking some time out and letting us all learn more about you. Oh, you're welcome. If you guys see Samantha, I'm sure many of you have already had experience with her here in the hospital, but if you see her, uh, you can give her a running high five <laughs> or a flying hug. She will accept all of that. Yes. And because that's the kind of enthusiasm that she has here at work as well. So thank you, Sam. You're welcome. Anytime. Okay, and that will close out our conversations with all five of our current RVTs within Alicia Pet Care Center. I am very happy to tell you that you can go back and hear any of our previous episodes at any time. You can go to our podcast's webpage at pettalkpodcast.com. You can find us on Stitcher Radio on your Android. You can find us on Apple Podcasts on your iPhone or on iTunes. You can also find the podcast on social media as Pet Talk Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Again, the animal hospital can be found as username APCCVet on pretty much every platform. That would be on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Twitter, and you can find the hospital's Facebook page as Alicia Pet Care Center. We'd love to hear back from you on your thoughts on this and other episodes, and make sure you go back and listen to some of those very informative episodes, including not only our doctors and some of our other staff, but some special guests as well. And we'll have another episode coming out to you within a month or so. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.